off. And we are super excited, super pumped. It's Monday and it's Monday afternoon. Uh, maybe it's still morning where you are, but right now for us, it is 1 p.m. Eastern Standing Time in this particular Monday mindset. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with two. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. A good afternoon, of course, or a good month. Good Monday morning, wherever you are from. Um, and we are two. Two sisters. Did yeah, I forget I to say that? I think you did, but I don't know. It could be me. I don't know. It's Monday and, you know, that well, mindset's you know, all over the place. What the as heck? Long as, as long as we are not punching in the wrong buttons or hitting a delete button or something, I think we're doing pretty good. Even with a bad hair day, it's all good. <laughs> and, of course, we have an amazing guest on today. You know, when we talk. Um, wellness you know overall wellness is such a broad very heavy topic and today's guest um she is a certified functional and medicine health coach and we have so many questions to ask her but first we want to welcome you jenny to the two sisters podcast welcome thank you thank you janice and carol sue i'm excited to be here you are so welcome. And of course, um, so that our listeners do know, we are also uh, simulcasting through the um, Wisdom Audio app. And thank you so much to all of our amazing listeners who are currently hopping on. I see some couple familiar um, names. So thank you so much for being here today. A certified functional medicine health coach. Oh my That's a mouthful. It is. And I know your, your journey to become that type of a health coach was really brought about by what you experienced yourself. And of course, your family members and perhaps friends who really had a hard time with their health. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I lost both of my parents. I considered them very young. My mom was 52 and she passed away from breast cancer and my dad was 61 when he passed away from a massive heart attack. And his heart attack was a result of kidney failure from unmanaged type two diabetes. So that was kind of like, that really shook my world because I grew up with both sets of grandparents into my twenties. I lost my first grandparent when I was 21 years old. So I had every intention, every vision of my future was my parents were a big part of it. They were going to be there when I had kids they were going to be a part of my community. My mom was going to help me watch my kids, you know, all the things. So when they both passed away fairly young, it was just like eye-opening to me that we're not guaranteed longevity. And just knowing their journey and what they went through, I do know that a lot of their lifestyle um, habits had an impact on their overall health. And so my whole background, my career background is social work and educational counseling. And when we moved to Arizona, so I'm originally from Southern California. We moved to Phoenix about five years ago. I told my husband, I'm like, I'm just going to take a break from work, you know, get the kids acclimated to their school, volunteer, do all the things. Well, that was the time in my life where I started actually slowing down, taking care of myself, reading books, listening to podcasts. And I read Deep Nutrition by Dr. Kate Shanahan. It's a very thick, sciencey book. <laughs> and in the book, she talks about our blood sugar. And she said, if your blood sugar is 90 and above, 
you are on your way to prediabetes type two diabetes. So I went and bought one of those over the counter blood sugar monitors. Cause you know, obviously I'm alerted to that with what my dad had gone through and took my blood sugar. It was 117. It's very high. Went mm -hmm. to my endocrinologist. I said, you need to test my A1C. I need to know where I'm at. My A1C was 5.6 prediabetes is 5.7. And when I asked the doctor, oh my gosh, what can I do? That is too close. Like I need to get that down. What can I do? She goes, oh, you don't need to worry about that yet. You're fine. Just keep exercising and eating right. It sounds like you eat good. So really no answers, no preventative uh, path for me to take to get my A1C lowered. So that's when I, you know, with all the books I was reading, the podcasts I was listening to, that's when I went to functional medicine doctor. And so functional medicine and how they differ from conventional medicine is they look at the whole body as a system mm -hmm. and they look at how it's all connected. So like, if you go to a, like an endocrinologist, they're going to, they're going to just focus on your endocrine system. That's all they're trained to do. They're not going to look at, you know, maybe the gut is causing it, uh, maybe toxins in the environment. Like they just don't go there. So with functional medicine, it's very root cause. They want to know everything from the, the time you were born, what kind of birth you had, or what medical issues you have experienced, any trauma. They want to know all of that because all of that impacts our health. And comes out in symptoms. So they also do lab work that's very different from conventional medicine. They, they do more labs that aren't covered by insurance companies. They have a shorter optimal range. So like, um, I think they just expanded the thyroid range too for optimization. So, so many women, especially some of the women that I've worked with, they go to the doctors, my thyroid's fine. They say that my, my labs are normal, but I don't feel normal. Like I, I just don't feel right. And that was what I was dealing with. I was going to my doctor. I'm like, I'm tired all the time. I don't feel right. Oh, you're a mom. It's normal to be tired all the time when you're a mom. And so that just, I got tired of that way of, of care. And so when I, when I experienced functional medicine and they, you know, they address my diet, they address my stress, they, um, you know, discuss supplementation versus medication, things like that. That was life-changing for me. And that was when I was at a crossroads in my career, when I moved here, I've always been in the helping profession. And I thought, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to go to school, get certified so that I can help women achieve optimal health and wellness that they don't have to feel tired all the time. They don't have to, um, you know, carry excess weight that they're having trouble getting off. Like it's just providing another avenue for them. Well, for, first off, uh, condolences on your parents. And thank you. When you say they're fairly young. Uh, they're not fairly young. They were young. Um, absolutely. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people talk about, you know, 65 is in the 45. And uh, I can attest to that because I am 65 years old in and, and what really resonated what, with what you were sharing about your journey was our mom also passed away uh, at a young age of 65. And, you know, at that point, you know, I was, you know, 
in my 40s and I'm looking and still trying to wrap my brain around that, I, you know, we're never going to see our mother look old because our mother had beautiful skin. Uh, she was overweight. Uh, some people like to phrase it as big boned, um, which, yeah, you know, she was a taller woman. And yes, uh, because of that, she was big boned, but she was overweight. Uh, mm -hmm. She was bloated. Uh, she had diabetes as well, did not take care of herself at all. Uh, you know, she had segments of her life time where, you know, she did, but towards the end. And I thought to myself, that was a pivotal period in my life where I was too feeling that tired, that worn out, that exhausted. And, you know, I really utilize what our mom went through as the goal to also kind of dive into health and wellness and especially gut health. Well, mm -hmm. we are a firm believer that there are many ways of dealing with a lot of things that we're dealing with, whether it's diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Uh, you know, there, there, there are a lot of things out there that are really in our control that we can, we can change and improve mm -hmm. uh, not only by diet and exercise, but understanding, you know, the root cause of what's really going into our gut. Yes. And that our, our bodies are a fine machine that we, we don't even use a lot of what we have, but you know, everything yeah. that you've chatted about thus far, like that's my jam. And yeah. you know, I, I do a lot. Of, I do. I do understand a lot of people do not understand, you know, the, 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 we always talk about the, the, the gut being the second brain mm -hmm. uh, because we do, you know, it, it's going to be nourishing all the different systems that, that tick in our body, that make mm -hmm. our body, you know, run. But if it kind of like a simulation of a, you know, of a vehicle, you know, if you're not doing the oil changes, you're not making sure you've got the right ear pressure in your tire. You know, if you're not checking your levels, uh, if you're not washing your vehicle, uh, you you yeah. are not going to keep that machine in a fine, pristine, and running uh, effectively and efficiently for the duration and longevity of the car that you're going to have this car for. So mm -hmm. Our bodies work the same way, and and so what do you find when you're, you know, chatting with your clients? Their their big their biggest misconception because there's so many different misconceptions of gun health. Uh, like people will always talk about one of the one of the pickiest ones I have is breast cancer uh, because, you know, we do know that dairy is the number one cause of breast cancer, yet the Breast Cancer Society, to give you an example, will use their pink label on a, on a dairy box, on a, a milk carton. Well, yeah. how the hell did that make sense? Right. It doesn't make sense to me. And so what, what, what would you say your clients, their biggest misconception is with having all those issues relating that to nutrition and gut health? There's a couple of things that you said um, that I want to touch on because I don't I don't want to badmouth like conventional doctors because I think there are so many great doctors out there that really want the best for their patients. Sure. But they're really trained to treat symptoms with medications. It's just how they're trained. So my dad, probably like your mom, was told metformin, which is probably one of the better type two diabetic drugs that are out there on the market. This medicine is keeping your blood sugar stable. Like you're doing great. Yeah. You should exercise and eat better, but they're really not given kind of that jump to go ahead and do that because they're coming in for their blood work and everything's fine. 
But what they don't realize is that medicine is masking it. So it's going somewhere else, which is what happened to my dad. It, It affected his kidneys and his organs failed. But I think, you know, in your mom's defense, in the sense that, and, and what a lot of people like my dad and a lot of people are dealing with right now is the guidance that they're given from their medical doctors. And I think that's probably like with my clients, a lot of them come to me for weight loss. Um, and the biggest misconception with misconception with them is healthy food. Well, I thought this was healthy or, you know, this protein shake is healthy. And again, that's marketing, just like Um, you said with the breast cancer association, with the pink label on the dairy, it's marketing. Like who is it benefiting? It's, it's a big business. Food company is big business. Same as big pharma. Like they, we really, unfortunately can't trust that marketing. So we have to do our own research and find out, Mm -hmm. well, who's funding that. And you know, what are their, what are their goals for that? So um, I think women is like, I can't eat too much fat or I'm going to get fat, which is total misconception because fat is so good for our bodies and for our brains. It's really the ultra processed foods that are making us and keeping us sick. You know, and and that, that is so true. And I like the fact that you, you know, you are incorporating uh, the medical piece to it because we we just had this conversation this morning uh, with a great doctor. And that was one of my questions. The medical profession as a whole is trained a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I think that's where the, the change has to come is that you got to understand, you know, that people long gone are the days that, mm-hmm. you know, a patient goes in there and does exactly what the doctor says and doesn't ask the questions. We are our best advocates. And I think yes. patients now are finding that, yes, I do have a voice. I'm the one wearing this, this body. I'm the one who has that mind uh, that's yes. thinking these things through. And I should be posture to know that I can ask the question, you know, I may not get the, the answer I want, or I might find that I have a position that doesn't want to partner me with me in that regard. Then guess mm-hmm. what? Shop around, go find a exactly. doctor that wants to make you part of the process. I think that's changed. Ian. Don't you think that the, we're seeing a lot of that shift in the, uh, the movement of, you know, the uh, patient and, and doctor? Oh, it's certainly... I, I especially think that, you know, what has transpired these last few years is that people really want to know, and I know that I'm kind of like generalizing that. And what I mean by that is, you know, we are our best advocates. So, all right, if, if I'm taking metformin and my labs look great, well, then we should be, maybe the next question should be, then why are we taking it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe the doctor may say, well, you can't just go off of it. All right. What are some things that I can, like keep asking that why and digging backwards? Mm-hmm. You know, is there yeah. something that I can do? Because I've coached a lot of people that have been on metformin and because they, <laughs> they finally worked, like really looked at their health as, okay, I'm in charge here. I don't have to accept this. And of course, I'm not saying going off your meds. That is not. No. Yeah. <laughs> but if you had the opportunity to um, transition off of that in a very healthy way, mm-hmm. why wouldn't we do that? Or why wouldn't the physician say, well, here's some things you can work on. And, and right. maybe of course, that's where you certainly come in that you can, you know, guide them in that regard. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah. It, pre-diabetes is reversible. Once you have type two diabetes, you have it. But the good news is, and what is not really discussed is that you can eventually get off your medicine with lifestyle changes. And that's really just kind of putting in the work and learning how to eat, which is a struggle, especially here in America, right? <laughs> Everything's supersized. Supersized bread before our meals. Like we should be eating bread last. If you guys yeah. have read Glucose Revolutions, uh, Glucose Goddess's book, she talks about that, which is science driven that, you know, you can still have your carbs, just eat it a certain way. Right. So don't have your bread before the meal, eat your fibrous veggies first to slow that, that blood sugar spike. So, um, just learning how to eat and learning what to eat for your body. And that's so true because I think we just are just with our, with my growing up too, you go to the doctor, the doctor's the expert, whatever he says. Okay. Thanks doc. And I just started getting to the point where I was tired of hearing it's okay. Like you're normal. Everything looks good you know, your blood looks, your blood work looks great, but then why am I crashing at three o'clock in the afternoon? Why am I depressed? Like when I moved here, I was the heaviest I had ever been. I was really stressed out before I move. I put on all this weight. I was depressed, but I really had no reason to be. I, we loved our new home. We made friends. Um, my husband and I's relationships amazing. I'm like, why am I depressed? Go to the doctor. 15 minutes later, I have a prescription for Wellbutrin and it's like, Hmm. and that was not what I needed. And so I tried it because, you know, he, he told me that this will help and it, it does help for some people. And I have had to use antidepressants in the past, especially after losing my mom and my dad, I think they are a great tool, but it's not, I don't think it's meant to be long-term. We, we need to get to the root. Yeah. And, and I think that's really a, really a broad base of many issues. When you think about your, your health, your mindset, your well being, because we do do that. Like you said, the word masking, we mask so many different symptoms and wouldn't it be gosh, just a better perspective to say, you know what, I'm going to detox. And, and we're, when you, even when you hear the word detox, a lot of people cringe. Yeah, detox is not fun, people. We know that. <laughs> um, but when you, when I, the detoxing I'm referring to really is allowing your body to go to that dark place and, and maybe start journaling and saying, why, you know, now I'm associating, I cut this out and now I feel really bad, but I'm going to push through it to see mm-hmm. if it gets better. And then maybe I get to the root cause of, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be introducing this at a certain time of day, or maybe this particular food group really is just not agreeing with my body. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the other thing, the, the big piece is we don't understand that our bodies change every seven years. So yeah. what you may ate and enjoyed in your thirties, you know, could be playing havoc in your forties. You just mm-hmm. don't know. Don't you kind of agree with that, that that's just, you know, we oh, yeah. gotta be keep- absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and I think too, that, whoops, we're talking. Yep. Okay. We had a little bit of technical difficulty there. We do apologize. Um, Jenny, can you still hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Yes. Carol Sue is frozen. It looks like. Yeah. Carol Sue is frozen. Um, Not sure what happened with that, but I think too, 
um, you know, we'll try to figure out what's going on with that. But I think too, that there are no, there are no short-term results with a long-term goal. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of times we might right. go into something thinking, oh, well, you know, of course, you know, you're still seeing all these commercials, like, you know, Nutrisystem, this or that. And I'm not bashing those, but it's like, oh yeah, well, let me do that. Let me do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That really kind yeah. of like stopping for a moment and, <laughs> you know, think about, all right, what do I need short-term, but what do I also need long-term? Mm -hmm. Carol, yeah. so are you back? I think she's back a little bit. I mean, but are you there? I'm okay. here. Okay. As long as you can hear me. I, I, I've been hearing you guys fine. So, you know, and, and, and I think that, that that is so true that we, you know, we're so afraid to, you know, kind of, and I don't like to use the word term rock the boat, but aren't we worth that? Aren't we worth digging in a little bit deeper and yeah it may get it may, may be a struggle it may be hard but if I find a certain food group and I've now kind of connected the dots you know that that may take the doctor even that much longer because I'm the one living the life every day yeah. so I think like journaling is so uh is a great a great avenue to kind of pinpoint different food groups mm -hmm. uh as well as knowing like you were talking about your, your finding out when your sugar spikes if, if that's the, the issue mm -hmm. or as far as weight there are a lot of people that eat very what i what i consider clean diets um and they're still putting on weight and they're mm -hmm. not realizing uh the stress value you know maybe it's the time of day that you're mm -hmm. eating it may be something as simple as that so I think that ever, uh, you know, we're always ever evolving with our bodies changing and that we always got to be mindful to say, you know what, it's yeah. my body at the yeah. end of the day, I got to be in charge. Yeah. And that's, what's frustrating. I think for a lot of the women I work with is this used to work fine for me. I used to do this. I used to eat this way and do this and, and work out incredibly hard and lose all this weight. And I can't do it now. And it's like you said, our body is changing. Our hormones are changing as we age. And we're really, we're in a, we're in a time of our life where we're just so, so overstimulated with our phones and technology and all the chaos in the world. And that inter interferes and interrupts with just our self-care and especially with sleep. I feel like as we age too, we really need to prioritize our sleep. I notice actually, as a matter of fact, yesterday, we went to a spring training game. I had a couple of drinks and we went to the sugar factory with my kids after, and I ate okay. sugar really close to bed. I had like the, the caramel M&Ms and, you know, just popped a few of those. <laughs> I woke up this morning. I have the aura ring and it's like, take it easy. Your heart rate did not drop last night. Just little things like that, that we don't realize interferes with our rest and recovery. And that's, that's like, that's the number one thing I address with women is sleep. They, they tell me I sleep great. I sleep fine. I don't have any issues, but until you wear something like this, or just really track kind of what's going on, you notice like, Oh, I, I didn't sleep so well last night. My heart rate didn't drop. What, what's going on? And the stress, like carrying that stress interferes with our sleep. So just making sure that you're implementing, you know, 
a routine and making sure you're not eating sugar too close to bed and maybe not drinking too close to bed and eating all those things. So absolutely. And I, and I think with the sleep, the sleep piece to it, now I'll be, you know, we talk about this often that most people, you know, associate with not having a good night's sleep with waking up very bitchy, very cranky, very irritable. Oh, I didn't get mm-hmm. a good night's sleep. I thought I got a good night's sleep. Then why am I so cranky in the morning? Well, the key piece is, you know, are you getting into that deep run sleep? Because it's not just for the obvious of the mood. It, yeah. That's the time that our bodies actually naturally repair itself. Mm-hmm. And if we're not allowing that process and we're not yeah. helping the process by, like you said, eating, drinking, doing all these things closer to that bedtime without yeah. really flushing. Um, so I know like we talk, I talk about this with my, my customers all the time, like just flush that body out and, and make sure that you're giving your body and your digestive system a good two hours, two plus, mm-hmm. two plus hours before you decide. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we just she froze again. Two hours two. before you go to bed. Yes. Man, man, don't put the boob tube on. Just get, get into a nice play music. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I call it like a, sh- it's a shower for our brain and body. Like that's how I like to visualize it. Like we're going to bed. It's a, it's a time for a shower for our brain and body. And it's the full, it's the, it's the time that is meant that we need to have to rest and recover. And if we have anything that's interfering with that, it's going to affect, like you said, our mood, it's going to affect our brain health. It's going to affect our hormones. It's going to affect our cortisol. It's going to affect our hunger. We're going to, we're going to reach for those more sugary, carby snacks. Cause we're looking for energy. Cause we don't have it. Like it's all those things that we don't, all the things that I've learned just on my journey. Like, wow, I had no idea. None. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think most people don't, they don't associate that everybody eat, no matter how clean you eat, we yeah. all have nutritional gaps. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the, the, the gaps that we have are the reason why we crave certain foods. Now, yeah. when you fill it from a nutritional standpoint, you fill that gap, you're not craving yeah. this stuff as, as much anymore. So it, it really is a balance and really, really deciding that, hey, my health and wellness, my husband's not going to do it, or your wife is not going to do it, your girlfriends are not going to do it, your kids or your parents, your grand- no one's going to do it. But the, but the reflection of the person that you look at every day in the mirror. Yes. So you really have to be the best advocate for yourself, always. Yes. I told my husband, I said, Honey, I love you. I know this is our TV time, but I can't watch Ozarks and Stranger Things in our bed anymore right before sleep. I'm having nightmares. <laughs> and then it, Netflix, it, right? It just keeps going on to the next episode. And next episode, I know, before you know it, it's 11 like o'clock. Stuck on this, you get stuck on this uh, series and then it's like, yes. oh my God, I'm four hours into it. No, skip the next episode. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. we were stimulated in so many different ways with as you mentioned you know our um you know cell phones our ipads whatever it it may be i mean boom we can Mm -hmm. find out something instantaneous you know we get our alerts instantaneous and for me i just i had to turn off a lot of my alerts because it was i found that i was getting um too anxious like i was Mm -hmm. like what's going on I got it. Like, I got to stop that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it just goes back to show you that, you know, with your help, you, you really need to kind of hit that pause button and it's okay to do that and focus on your self-care, focus on your sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Not selfish. And I think that's part of the issue. A lot of, mm-hmm. especially from a, a woman's perspective, like, ooh, you know, do, will I appear selfish? Well, you know what? Uh, be selfish. It, you know, it, if you're the one that you know that you've got to do the work and you need that space within your home to say, you know what? I got to start journaling what I'm eating or I got to start reading labels more. I got to try to figure mm-hmm. out timelines. Because I always say, if you're no good to yourself, how are you going to be good to anybody else? Exactly. Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. And, and your kids and your husband and your wife or your girlfriend, they're all watching. So you're leading by example and you are the best version of yourself for yourself and for them. So right. I think- and I think too, it's about, you know, choosing your hard. We know it's hard work, mm-hmm. but choosing it wisely and you can choose it wisely in a way that complement your lifestyle yeah yeah it's absolutely. it's absolutely your own personal journey everyone's journey is different it sure is what would you say is um one strategy and and I know I have a few in, in my head that always pop up as a health coach you know that I always share with everyone like what is one strategy that you know work so well that you're you're giving out this advice and it works so well but so differently for all your clients um gosh there's so many (laughs) um for me I think with most of my clients is the food is a biggest it's a big struggle and I do believe the food is a big piece of it and how we feel I believe food is medicine The biggest piece of advice that I tell my clients is plan ahead, plan ahead, make sure you have food, good, healthy food that you enjoy ready to eat in your fridge that you can grab to fuel your body. And if you're going out to eat and you don't want to, you know, gorge in all the chips and salsa that come to the table, (laughs) eat some vegetables before you go that you're not full. I mean, you're not hungry, like, you know, ravenous for all of that. That's, those are some of the, the tips that I've, the tips and tricks that I use in my day now, like, oh, we're going to go to this Mexican restaurant. Okay. Well, I'm going to eat like a cup of broccoli or eat a little, you know, salad first before I go. So I'm not starving. Mm. Yeah. Like that. Wow. I do do the same thing too. And and because I'm so striking, I'm also uh, an intermittent faster. So I, I am, and I try to fast at least 20 hours a day. It oh. works for me. I know it's all, yeah. that's a struggle for a lot of people, but I'm very picky as to, you know, a lot of times I'll go out and everyone's like, you're not eating. I go, I really, the, the w- number one thing I tell people is eat when you're hungry, period. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of boredom. And I love the fact that you talked about having things readily available because yeah. like, and I, we always talk about, you open up that fridge and you're just kind of staring it down. Like, what do I want to eat? Well, yep. you, you are now added to your electric bill because you're opening up the refrigerator and not grabbing what you need to get out and get your day on. Mm-hmm. But you're also are really, are you really truly that hungry or are mm-hmm. you bored? Mm-hmm. So now let's, let's see what I can dig into, which serves yes. no one, doesn't serve your gut any health. And it doesn't serve your mindset because then you're going to feel all pissy after the fact. Yeah. Like, why did I eat that damn half a pie? There was nothing yeah. else in the ground. Yeah. So I agree well, with that. 
another thing too, I think a misconception is that women are like, oh, I'm never going to be able to enjoy this again. I won't be able to enjoy that again. And that's not true. I still eat junk food, but it's, it's very, you know, very rare now, but I, I, and it's a choice. It's like, I know how I'm going to feel after I eat this. Do I want to eat this? Like last night, <laughs> I know that my sleep was such a good time. Yeah, I yeah. 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 So it's, it's a good, just having a good balance of it. And I think what's important in, in the beginning is, yeah, just kind of removing it for a while and reintroduce it and see how you feel and just really paying attention to our bodies and, and, and that's not selfish. Mm-mm. And that is so not selfish people. I oh. mean, you really have to do that in order, you know, especially to Jim and I talk about like the different, you know, the decades of the different seasons of your life. And we know once we reach a certain point, you know, we, you do think of longevity, longevity and how you are going to really be the healthiest version of yourself for as long as you can. You know, yeah. and if you start really advocating for health and wellness and really implementing it by showing by example to your children for them to get a good basis of why do I eat good and healthy doesn't mean you're eating just carrots and celery sticks, no. people. No. <laughs> No, I love the food I eat. It's very delicious. Yeah, the other thing too, I think a lot of times when we are hungry, it's often because we are dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I have my water with electrolytes right now. <laughs> All done. Right here. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Just drinking some water. Water, water, water does the body good in all aspects between mm-hmm. hydration, flushing out, good for your skin, your, your nails. And really also um, just really, if you're, if you are on that health and wellness journey of weight loss, uh, mm-hmm. it's a great advocate to, again, and you can yeah. flavor them with so many different things, uh, vegetables, fruit, just smush them up, let them, mm-hmm. let them stay in overnight. And it's refreshing, uh, hydrating, but also uh, really doing your body good. So that is a key piece to health and wellness always is water. Yeah. And of course, instead of overnight oats, you can do overnight water. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a peanut a little bit, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Jenny, where can our viewers and listeners connect with you further? I'm I would say I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me at Jenny J-E-N-N-Y-A-Z underscore coach. And I have a quiz available on my website for women to take to find out if blood sugar is the issue that's um, interfering with their weight loss. And you could find that at simplifiedlifestylecoaching.com. Awesome. And of course, we will make sure all of that information is in the show notes. Um, Before we sign off, do you have any other tips? Like for somebody who is listening to this, and it's like, this is, you know, great information, but like, I just, I don't know where to start. What would be mm-hmm. um, your advice to them? Especially, I, I think I'd let's narrow that down even further, like regarding sugar specifically, like they're wondering, hey, you know, m- maybe they've got relatives that had diabetes. Uh, I know you mentioned that monitoring kit. How would that, you know, would that be a good start for them? Yeah, um, that might be, for me, that was a good start. It was something I wanted to know. It was a tool that actually showed, hey, this is what's going on with your body. Um, But some people might be overwhelmed by it. So I think when they're starting, 
to just start somewhere where, when it comes to our health, is it sleep, food, or movement? Like, what do you want to start with first? Cause it can seem so overwhelming. Like, oh gosh, I have all these things that I need to do. I want to start. And if you're, if you're planning to, okay, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to make sure that I prioritize sleep and eat all the vegetables and move. That could be so overwhelming. So just find one thing to start with, whether it's making sure you're getting your water every day or making sure that you're turning off electronics a couple hours before bed, just start with one thing. And once you master that, move on to the next and write it down. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Write it down, start with one thing and then move on to the next. Love that. Wow. Because it can be overwhelming because you Mm -hmm. you hear all this different stuff and then journaling and I got relabels. I got to figure out why I'm not sleeping good. I don't turn my devices off. I don't know what to do. So I I mean, I can just, no, it it does. It gets Mm cool. And my journey was not like a couple of weeks or a few months. It's been a five-year process that I've been on this journey. And so sometimes I have to remember that I'm sitting in sessions with clients and I'm saying things to them. They're like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, let me slow down. (laughs) Let me slow down. It's too much. I know. Let's just do this one thing. (laughs) And the process, anytime you, you really are changing uh, a major piece of your health and wellness, depending on what you, you know, are narrowing it down to, uh, you know, we're so used to as a society, a quick fix, you know, yeah. uh, let me Google, let me Google that. You know, I've got this event coming up and Jesus probably says I can lose, you know, 15 pounds in seven days. And we have to understand that the reason really and truly the way things are successful within yourself and in your body is if it isn't a quick fix, yes. because a lot of the issue is habit. And if you've got to yes. change that habit, you don't yeah. change the habit overnight, people. You don't even change it in a week. You yes. start somewhere and start somewhere small, but it's always, mm-hmm. it, it, there's a process of being successful to get to uh, the different stepping stones within the journey. So I think we got to be kinder yeah. to ourselves at the end yes. of the day. Yes, for sure. Love that. Yeah. And celebrate yeah. the wins. Celebrate the small wins too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And there's a, such a connection and an emotional tie to food mm-hmm. that that journaling aspect will certainly, you know, help you discover like, oh, okay, every day at 10 a.m. I'm getting cranky. Why is that? Uh, yeah. At three o'clock, as you mentioned, or two o'clock, you know, I'm exhausted. I'm so sleepy. Like mm-hmm. write those little things down because those things really mean a lot. Yes. Yeah. Tracking. I did that once with a Milky Way bar years ago. And I would eat the, a whole Milky Bar. Was, you know, screw the little little nugget sizes. That's no <laughs> fun. Let's be real. And I did that for a week. This was years ago. I ate a uh, the big, the big, uh, big one of those, a big bar. And you know, got that burst of obviously sugar, caffeine, because there's caffeine in it, obviously, as well. Rush. And then, you know, I could just feel like I was on that hamster wheel. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really, you really start to really be in tune with how your body is. And if yeah. there is a food group or something that you're not really sure is the culprit, do your due diligence, you know, mm-hmm. eat it at the same time every day and, and see if that's maybe a root cause of why in that particular time frame you're not feeling well. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You know, people are, are creatures of habits. Mm-hmm. 
you know, oh, yep, I stop at that Starbucks every morning, get my whatever, la, la, yeah. la, la, latte, that's about 5,000 words long, uh, along with my, you know, jelly cream donut or whatever the heck I'm eating. And I'm wondering <laughs> by 10 o'clock why I feel like crap. Well, let's, let's, let's do the, let's do the homework. Let's figure it out. And some people are so used to feeling that way that they don't realize that they don't feel well until they change how they're yeah. eating yeah. and sleeping and all those things are like, wow, like I just feel for me personally, I feel the best I've ever felt when I was younger, like, and I just didn't realize that that was possible. I think that's why I'm just so passionate about it. Cause I, I, I tell ladies, you can too. It's, it's at yeah. your fingertips. You could Absolutely. feel this great. This is great too. So yeah. And that resonates just by, by the way that you talk, you see the passion uh, that you truly want to help people. And we are so blessed uh, and honored. And I would love to have Jenny back to give us some updates on everything, yeah. that, everything that you're doing. It's been a great, great podcast. Yeah. Thank you both so much for having me. I'd love to come back and chat some more. Oh, for sure. We definitely want you to come back. And on that note, on this Mindset Monday, before we do sign off, Carol Sue, we need to come up with a question of the day. Oh, here we go. Monday Mindset question of the day. Why not? Well, mine would be more of a statement. Why not put yourself first? Or why do you not put yourself first? Okay. Why? You heard it here. Why do you not put yourself first? And on that note, we want to thank uh, Jenny, of course, for being here today. Such an amazing podcast. I really was scribbling a lot of notes. Lots of great got Lots of notes here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, remember on this Mindset Monday, um, why do you not put yourself first? And on that note, again, Jenny, thank you so much. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol, aka Nani Boss. And I'm telling you, you do deserve to be first. You do just have to realize it's not selfish. If you want to be um, impactful to other people that you want to serve, you got to start with serving up yourself. With that, we will see you tomorrow for triumph tuesday now we're going to be triumphing over a lot of stuff that we're talking about today everyone have a good day we'll see you tomorrow take care bye-bye bye for now everyone bye